Hey everybody, peace be still. This is Tosha and you're listening to the Supernova Tosha Show podcast. The show that discusses social issues and how it affects our community. Today's topic is a series that I want to introduce to you. Um, I call it Provisions for the Heart. Um, You know, provisions are nourishing, um, kind of like a chicken soup for the soul. Well, it's going to be a voyage to strengthen our spirits and to help us to, um, to find our purpose. So in this life, we generally um, have great expectations and feel, feel entitled to have a good life and to have, uh, have good things, nice things, and to have, you know, really wonderful things come our way. But when we face hardship and we face adversity, um, as I refer to them as tidal waves, because they come crashing in on you and interrupting, um, your normal your normal flow of life these obstacles such as neglect and abuse and abandonment and addictions and health issues and financial issues divorce disappointment sorrow we have a tendency to go into depression and to go into despair and Our emotional state goes from a 10 and it goes all the way down to a zero. Now, I have heard many people say that um, suffering is inevitable and that it's necessary in order to experience spiritual growth. Now, I know when we wake up every single day, we have choices. We have all these choices that we have to make. And there are times where we choose to focus on the negative. We focus on the lack that we have in our lives. We focus on the unhappiness. We focus on the people who have done us wrong. We focus on you know what we what we don't have and what what would what we could have to make us happy and instead what we need to be doing is to choose gratitude to be grateful for what we have to be grateful for where we are and that we aren't where we used to be to choose gratitude um so that our power to overcome and and for prosperity to grow exponentially when we acknowledge that when we acknowledge and we accept that our capabilities are infinite and the colossal size power that we have within ourselves far outweighs the obstacles that we face Now, we're given a big assignment, and our big assignment is that we as humans, we run this earth. That's our assignment, and we must change our mindset. We are in charge of this earth and everything that's in it. Now, we're here for a very intimate 
in a very specific purpose. And from an early age, I feel that we we should be exploring our purpose and get into alignment with our spirituality, with alignment with the universe and alignment with our creator so that when adversity comes our way, we are able to rise above. Now, this will aid in us shedding what I call disempowering disempowering conduct. You must ask yourself, what is my driving force? So what is your driving force? Um, what is it that motivates you? Who motivates you? These are the important questions to ask yourself when you are in the depths of thinking that the odds are against you. It is imperative that on a daily basis, you do what I refer to as a self-check. Um, I look into the book of uh, Genesis chapter 18. And one of my favorite stories is about Abraham and Sarah. Now, Abraham was visited by three men. They told him that the same time next year that your wife, Sarah, will have a son. Now, 20 years prior to this event, prior to these men meeting up on, on Abraham, God had promised them a child and it didn't happen. And Abraham was old. Abraham was 99 years old and Sarah was 80. And the story goes that Sarah was inside, inside the tent and um, overheard the conversation that these three men are having with her husband. And Sarah laughed. She laughed to herself thinking, there's no way that this is going to happen. That's impossible. Here I am. I'm 80 years old. I'm old. Uh, never had the child that God promised me. And these three men just come to tell my husband that we will have a son. So she laughed to herself. See, when you think that things are so impossible, you have to hold on to your faith. You have to change your mindset and you have to manifest. And this is what brings about blessings. In the Bible, it says that your mouth will be filled with laughter. When Sarah gave birth to her son, she named him Isaac. Isaac. She gave birth to Isaac a year after, uh, just like the three men said. And Isaac means laughter. <laughs> so in the scripture, it says that God will fill your mouth with laughter. So can you imagine she was laughing at the very idea that she was too old to have a son. And a year later, she was laughing because she received her long-awaited gift. Those of us who were given life and allotted the chance to be born and to grow from childhood to adolescence, 
um, to adulthood and into your golden age, you're given a gift. And not all days will be moonbeams and sparkles, but we have the greatest counselor who is always available. Now, there is a blueprint on how to live our lives and that it's based upon the experiences of those who were here before us. And they have written their memoirs of their truth. And it's the contents of the Bible. I agree that the Bible has been translated over and over and over in different languages. Um, it has been rewritten many, many, many times. And, you know, there are some parts that have been omitted and changed. But the main ideas are all there and they're there to guide us. So people, humans, homo sapiens, all of us in this world are begging for some sort of release, relief, release, something. Because as you know, you've seen that banks are failing, um, inflation is rising, everything is expensive, there's a lack of community, uh, there's a lack of unity, and um, there's a lack of moral turpitude and people pulling away from ordinary social standards. Since the beginning of time, there have always been those who participate in deviant behavior. But now with technology, it can be viewed in real time. And so when you hear people say that it's the best of times, it's the worst of times, things are getting worse and, um, you know, it's the, the coming of the the Lord and the world is ending because things are so bad. I believe that things have always been bad. Things have always been this way. It's just that now with modern technology, we are able to view them in real time and see them and um, there was a time where we were, we were sheltered. Um, we didn't see everything so exposed. So I, um, I was listening to some stories of people who have had the most heinous and egregious acts committed toward them. And when they share their stories, they're also sharing their progress. They're sharing the fact that they're thriving. Every day is still a struggle. However, they're able to help others through their stories, things that made them stronger, things that have destroyed them, but they fought to to overcome and fight every day. And they turn around and, and help others. And that's what we're supposed to do. Not when you're in the best situation, not when you haven't been through anything, any adversities, then you can say, oh, you know, I, I can help because things are perfect with me now. But it's when you can, you help those who can do. In Galatians 6 verse 2, it says, um, carry each other's burdens so that you will fulfill the laws of Christ. Now, even when you're down, if at all you can do 
anything to help your fellow mankind. Please, please do it. I remember in my younger years when I would hear, um, you know, just going to church or hear people speaking of when they were down and out and they took someone in and they helped someone and uh, that was even worse off than them. And this is what you're supposed to do. I always, back then, I really didn't understand because there are times where you have good times and you have bad times. And there are times where, you know, things are flourishing for you and you're living in that moment. And then when things aren't flourishing for you and you need help yourself and you're seeking someone to help you and to rescue you and to turn around and help someone That's a concept in my younger years that I couldn't understand because I'm like, how can I help someone when I need help myself? Until I grew more spiritually um, and then realized that no matter how bad off you think you are, there's someone out there that's praying to be in your situation. I remember one day I I exited the local grocery store and I saw a man sitting on the ground uh, next to a cart and he had some grocery bags in that cart and um, he asked me for a few dollars to um, to buy some groceries but I looked at him and I looked at the cart And I said, you look like you have a cart full of groceries. And he says, I do. I have groceries, um, but I didn't have enough to buy fruit. And really, the only thing that I'm missing is some fruit. I said, okay. (laughs) I said, well, are you employed? He said, well, I haven't worked in 15 years. I'm not employed. I said, 15 years? He says, yes. Um, I'm schizophrenic and because of my diagnosis I'm incapable of keeping a job so as we got to talking I you know engaged him in conversation because he was interesting I thought he was homeless but I took a second look because I'm like his clothing his garments they were clean you know his hair looked like it was been washed and it was combed and styled And he was just sitting on the ground, but he had shoes on. And so I wanted to have a conversation with him to find out what was going on. And uh, he told me, he says, I'm not homeless. He says, I have somewhere to stay, um, but I don't get any help with food stamps or anything. And therefore, um, I just need a little help. And I remember taken out a few dollars now I had fallen sick myself and um, hadn't worked I hadn't worked in about a year Um, and then I picked up something like at the end of the year like a temporary assignment and um, I had a few dollars and so I took it out and I gave it to him and um, before we parted ways he looked at me and he said I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm just, I'm tired of being so sick. I'm tired of not being able to work. 
and I'm tired of begging. But I do so because I don't want to steal. If anyone is listening to this, be encouraged. Know that you're not alone. Don't give into the facade of social media or any sort of media where you see hurt, sad, and broken people are posting pictures of their so-called perfect life. There are so many people who are in need of the way, the truth, and the life. When you have come to a fork in the road, when you feel helpless and not knowing what to do, this is the time that your prayer partner take your prayer partner take things into the supernatural realm. And if you don't have a prayer partner in your life, you need to get one. Now, I don't like to dictate to people how to live their lives, but there's a saying that you pick your friends like you pick your fruit. And for those of you who have friends that can slay your edges and turn up with you at the club and go to the cigar bar and 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 spend money on whatever again this is i'm definitely not putting anyone's lifestyle down or if this is you know your vice I'm not dictating how to um how you live your life but everybody needs that prayer partner that person that friend that significant other that will take it to knee city and call upon the creator to cover you, to send his angels to surround you. There is something that is so powerful in that. And I'm telling you, that's when you start to activate hope and blessings will come down. Now, don't take my word for it because you can, this is something that you can read. That you can go into the Bible because the scripture says, if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my father, which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. So if you have friends that, like I say, could slay your edges, put your weave in, uh, twerk and make TikTok videos with you. You need to get you also a friend that prays with you. Now, um, I always like that saying, you always need a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Um, yeah. There is, um, there's a song that says, someone prayed for me. Someone prayed for me. If you ever, ever know what it's like to have someone take your name in prayer. Now, I this has been happening to me since I was a child because I had two praying grandmas. Uh, my maternal grandmother, she would wake up. I don't know. It seemed like it was the crack of dawn. She would beat the roosters and she would get on her knees and she had 12 children and she would pray 
and call all 12 of her children individually, call out their names and pray for them individually. And then her grandchildren, she will call each one of us by our name and pray a special covering for all of us. And let me tell you, that made you feel so special, so warm and fuzzy. So I choose friends that are praying friends. Friends that, you know, have my interests, have my best interests and mine, me having theirs as well. Like Abraham and Sarah, who were promised a child, they waited 20 years and they thought it would never happen for them. Those three men visited them to remind them that the Almighty has a plan. Well, I'm here to tell you too that God has a plan for you. He designed you in his image and he molded you perfectly in his likeness. He knows the number of hairs on your head. His will shall be done and your good days will always and most definitely will exceed your bad days. Keep these words in your heart whenever you feel heavy, whenever you feel weary, whenever you feel the weight of the world on your shoulders. See, Sarah and Abraham, they understood the assignment. The creator says, seek and you shall find. Ask and you shall receive. And throughout history, you can read about the miracles that were performed. The one who has the power over the universe. The one who has the power over life and death gave sight to the blind. Um, the woman that had an issue with blood, she was hemorrhaging for 12 years, touched the hem of Jesus's garment and she was immediately healed. Instantaneously. That's the healing power of Christ. And there'll be days when you feel weary and you feel down and Sometimes you need to just take a few days just to hibernate and be alone with your thoughts and do that. Take some time to look up and appreciate the birds and the trees and water and grass and flowers because everything has its purpose. We take advantage. We we don't take advantage of the fact that we have all of this. It's beautiful. Just walking outside. You know, I remember one day, um, just a random thought. I was thinking, everything, this was years ago, everything has a purpose. And if everything has a purpose, I would like to know what is the purpose of a dung beetle? Now, I wasn't trying to be funny. It's just, these are just thoughts that just pop up in my head. What is the purpose of a dung beetle? And I kid you not, I am not making this story up. This really happened two weeks after that, after I sat, because I just, I sit and I talk to Christ, just like I have a conversation with anybody. I really do. And I remember it was about two weeks after that, just randomly asking, what is the purpose? Um, 
some Jehovah's Witness came to my door. Now, I'm always polite to them and, you know, I open the door and I'll have conversations with them. Because um, honestly, I don't see anybody, any other faith ride and march so hard for their Jehovah God. So um, I decided, you know what, I'm going to have this conversation. So we were conversing for maybe a good uh, 10 minutes at the door. And I would, I am not making this up. It would sound like a made-up story, but it's not a made-up story. They hand me a watchtower. You know, they ask if there's something, if some material, I can leave some material with you so you can read. I said, sure. I like to read. No problem. And on the cover of the watchtower, I kid you not, it had a picture of a dung beetle. And it said something to the effect of the importance of a dung beetle. I could not believe it. I, I, <laughs> I had to laugh and I had to share the thought that I had with them. Now, check this out. Um, so did you know that dung beetles keep air pollution down because um, they reduce the methane that's emitted by cow feces? Um and then they roll away the dung and so that flies don't, you know, don't breed and, you know, some flies carry parasites and things like that. And then um, there are certain animals that when their dung is expelled, they actually have seeds because of what they eat. So um, these seeds, when the dung beetle is rolling the dung, these seeds are now spread and that's how you you get fruits and vegetables and, and herbs. <laughs> so that's the purpose of a dung beetle. And I know this comes off as comical and, um, you know, you can definitely research it and read it for yourself, you know, if you want to. But um, the moral of the story is this, each one of us, every single one of us, right? We are the universe in, in human form. We are alive today at this particular time for a reason. Not all, we are, we're not insignificant. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how small you think of yourself. The fast food worker, the person who works in housekeeping, the domestic worker, the person who's a home health aide, the trash collector, the laborer. These are people who contribute and who are important. And don't ever let anybody make you feel like, what is your purpose? As I question the purpose of a dung beetle. Know that your experiences will impact your view of the world. But remember, the world is perfect. There are some people in the world that cause some imperfection and some unnecessary challenges. But remember that the world itself is perfect. I want you to challenge yourself. What are some of your views of the world? And... Do you have in your circle, do you have any mentors? Do you have any prayer partners? And what life lessons 
made you grow and change for a better you. And a thought before I go. I hope that the unsung heroes and sheroes in your life, that you have given them their flowers. If not, do it now. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the Supernova Tosha Show Podcast. Until next time, peace, be still.